0: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Today, it's the first show of the month, and you know what that means. Uh, It means it's just me and you for the show today. Uh, And I already see uh, loyal listener William on the Facebook Live. So I just want to remind you all, when it's just me and you you get to drive the the bus, so to speak. You help me in seeing where we want to take the conversation today. What do we want to talk about? Um, before I start getting into things, I just want to mention for those of you who have been listening to Station, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've got a. To- brand new show that's starting starts on talkradio.nyc right before my show uh the six thirty call with ella lily and keith um three professional women of color who are doing a, a wonderful show just about what is it like to be uh three professional women of color in new york city so i hope you have a chance to tune into that it's from 11 to 12 11 a.m to 12 p.m on thursdays right before my show on talkradio.nyc and of course always on uh, uh, the Facebook Live at facebook.com slash radio NYC. Oh, so much is going on. I actually am super, super, super excited because um, I'm... There are a couple of people I've been talking to about doing a show on talkradio.nyc, and I think they're going to be coming on board. So we're going to have some exciting announcements of new shows coming on, I'm pretty sure, before the end of the month. Uh, um, Besides which, we have some old hosts coming back, um, and even uh, a new show that one of our existing hosts is going to kind of help produce and back behind the scenes. Um, So there's a lot going on, a lot going on. So uh, I hope you're staying tuned. If you've not yet signed up for our newsletter, please go to talkradio.nyc. Click on the button that says Join the Tribe and sign up for our newsletter so you can keep up to date. Um, Been changing the format a little bit lately and and trying to get it. There's there's so many shows on the network. Uh, I'm trying to squeeze things in, but slowly but surely I'm beginning to... Do it, and we're going to uh, uh, actually do it, uh, keep trimming it down a little bit so it's a a little less text heavy and a little more graphics. Okay, so uh, let's get started. Uh, And for those of you who haven't tuned in for a little while, instead of doing our quotes of the day, I'm doing a quote from uh, my book. I'm actually uh, decided to kind of take you all on a journey through all of the the essays that are in my book and so we're up this is the fourth week i'm doing this so this is essay number four and the title of it is when we find peace within nothing can shake our world all right let's get into it when we feel at peace with ourselves little can shake us when we find our center we are balanced and calm. This state is not about what life brings to us, but about our ability to respond from a place of tranquility. We often think that everything in our external world has to be calm for us to be calm. We feel that when life is hectic, with so many moving parts, we can't settle down. That If there is drama at work or in our relationships, we can't possibly be serene. Yet what is on the outside is not nearly as important as how we feel on the inside. If we have worked through most of our major trauma and our self-doubts, we change from the inside out. When we come to accept ourselves for who we are, exactly as we are, how we feel on a daily basis changes. We no longer base our emotional state on what is happening around us. We can see things more clearly and not be rocked by our external circumstances. Because once we know we are okay, we are good we, on the inside. Then what happens on the outside is of far less importance to us. We can be the eye at the center of the storm. We can be a rock for others when they are losing their heads over a crisis. We can be a calming influence in an emergency. Our stillness does not mean we don't care. Our peacefulness is merely an indication of our understanding of how life works. For when we come to peace within ourselves, we see peace in the world around us. Things no longer have to be perfect once we understand that we are perfect, even with all our flaws. What keeps you from finding peace within yourself? Perhaps once you explore it, you will find the peace you crave. this is, you know, it's so funny when I was doing my quotes of the day, I would always say how like, you know, these are just the quotes that come in on Thursday mornings. These are just the ones that I pick. And they were always so perfect for the guest I have or the topic that day. And so now I'm just kind of going through the book in linear order and And it's kind of I thought that well, you know it probably won't be quite as apropos to the topic that's going on, but it's interesting how it still lines up with what we happen to be talking about, and because today's topic is about energy management, so this idea of finding the peace within is a very important aspect to it and i'll I'll get to that topic in a little bit, but this whole idea of finding peace within ourselves the reason why in my i'm going to call it my hallucination of the world why it is so important is because we sometimes have this idea that we have an inner world and there's this outer world and that you know when one shifts the other shifts And I'd like to sort of think about it a little bit differently. My perception is actually that there is no difference between our inner world and our outer world. That when our inner world is more peaceful, more serene, maybe in a state of surrender or maybe in a state of just joyously accepting and believing that everything happens for us, as we talked about in a prior show, that then energetically things start to shift around us, or at the very least, our perception changes about everything around us. So now things are more peaceful around us. And even if they're not, because we're responding from a more peaceful place, we become the calming influence. We become the peacemaker, naturally. And then merely by showing up and sharing our presence with those around us, the the chaos starts to calm down. The, The the craziness, the frenetic nature of what's going on starts entraining to our energy, and things begin to settle. So experiencing peace, experiencing peacefulness in life, is not really about what's going on out there? What's going on out there is merely a reflection of the work we've done to become more at peace with ourselves and more at peace with life itself. And so when we bring this additional peacefulness to ourselves, we bring it to our world. And my dear friend, Jennifer Huff, uh, talks about how we have something like 75 trillion cells in our body and that these cells have little antennas kind of little hairs on the on the outside that send and receive photons light and light carries with it information energy and light travels around the earth seven times in a second And so merely by us shifting our energy, deciding to play a different game, choosing to to be, as, as Nelson Mandela said, to be the change we want to see in the world. I'm sorry, that Gandhi said, to be the change we want to see in the world. When we are that change, we emanate that energy. We emanate that feeling. And so we really do cause the world to change around us. Now, again, we, we change the world not by controlling it, not by forcing it to be a certain way, but we change it by changing our presence. And you never know who will pick up on that. Now, it might not necessarily be the person right in front of you. It could be a person a thousand miles away. And by them picking up on our peacefulness and picking up on how we're feeling, suddenly they're more calm and then they become like a repeating tower and then they relay that energy and then someone else picks it up and then someone else and someone else. And that analogy of dropping that pebble in the still lake and the ripples going out into the world. It's not necessarily quite as linear because maybe those ripples go out and they go out beyond our, the field of our senses. They go out beyond what we can see and feel and it touches somebody somewhere and they could be in the same town, in the same city, in the same state, in the same country, or they could be halfway around the world. and so when we do our own personal work and 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 this is something i really want people to understand is that it is only by doing our own personal work what does that mean that means digging deep inside into our past our history our feelings and transmuting our stories the energy around it releasing whatever energy we've been holding around these old incidences that happened a million years ago and and not allowing them to affect us in a way that doesn't support us anymore but flipping it and changing it reinterpreting it transmuting it into a story an energy an idea that empowers us and supports us and helps us to feel even better about ourselves, that by doing that, we develop this peacefulness, not just in our minds. We we tend to be very mind focused, but the body, it doesn't matter what you do in your mind. If it's not affecting the body, it's not doing any good. If it's not in our hearts, if it doesn't make it all the way to our souls, to our spirits, you know, I'm really big, heart, mind, body, and spirit. It's got to get into all four of those aspects of ourselves for our consciousness to really shift and change. And when our consciousness shifts and, I don't know that change, but evolves in that way, then, then we show up so powerfully. And we don't have to be loud about it. We don't have to be... Uh, 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 expressive about it we can be very quiet about it and we still affect those around us we still bring our energy to whatever situation is going on and bringing that energy it 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 shifts everything and that becoming the change in the world it really does bring into manifestation, bring into our awareness, our presence, our our physical reality, it brings us into it. And by doing this, it really helps with managing our energy. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. And so this is a wonderful section of the book to really kick off this topic. And I'm going to start digging into that a little bit more about why is it so important to manage our energy? What does it mean to manage our energy? And we've already started some of the ways about how to do it. And we'll get into that right after the break. Remember, if you're on the Facebook Live tuning in, please type in your comments, your questions. Let me know what do you want to know about it. And if, you know, the, this topic that we talked about, if, if what I'm reading from my book, if if it touches you and you want to read more of this, you can go to www.everydayawakeningbook.com. I'll take you right to the listing on Amazon from my book and uh, pick up a copy. Uh, and, and I would greatly appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Uh, I, I plan to do more with the material of the book in the future. Um, but this year, it's all about building up the radio station. So I hope you'll indulge me. So You are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc, all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back after this.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
0: back to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thank you all for tuning in today no guests today it's just me and you um a quick shout out to some of the listeners i'm just looking uh, you see me looking to the side to the other monitor i'm just looking because we've got listeners all over the globe i see people in india vietnam russia new york uh kansas city missouri um you know there's just a few different screens I got to go to so it takes me a minute to do to get to all of them so I I just want to say thank you uh, New Jersey Newark New Jersey uh, uh Florida all over the place people tuning in thank you thank you all for tuning in and of course uh thank you all for tuning in um to on the Facebook Live of both William and Patty, two loyal listeners, always appreciate him. So, Sonia will be in soon too. Um, but yes, let me know if you're like tuning into the show on a regular basis, on a regular basis, please let me know. I'd love to shout you out. And I love w- when you interact with me and, and let me know, like, you know, how you're feeling. I see William says, I use breathing, meditation, and working. I have begun to incorporate crystals um do you you i guess do you use other techniques yes i'm going to get into other techniques for for energy management so why did i pick this particular topic this week so uh i had a a session with somebody on uh friday night uh, doing the the shamanic work that i do and and uh and again, I'm not a shaman. I'm a facilitator, uh, facilitating and working with this gentleman. It's my first time working with him, and it was just you know. Usually, I do it in a group, but this time it was just me and him. And and this is something that my mentor has said over and over again over the you know three and a half, close to four years that I've trained, been training with him, is that a lot of facilitating people is all about energy management because if you don't manage your own energy you're going to be exhausted afterwards and you're not going to be much good for like a couple of days. And it's not going to be sustainable. And so I realized a long time ago um, that, oh, and I see Sanaya is here today. Great Sanaya. Um, and and so I realized that this was true, not just for su- facilitating people uh, through deeper exploration and, and through, uh, uh, you know, sort of the, their, their, development of their consciousness and their spirit but it's true for like everything in life that the better able we are to manage our energy on a day-to-day basis the better we are able to show up for ourselves for others we feel better we we don't feel overwhelmed we don't feel exhausted and then when things come we're in a better state of mind to deal with them. So the first thing to understand is the importance of energy management, and in our daily lives. So it was beautiful what what uh, what William was saying about using breathing and meditation and working out. And yes, it it's you know I, I usually look at it as there the are four pillars to it. Uh, the first thing is getting enough rest, and and in the United States, and I'm sure many countries around the world we are chronically sleep deprived and that, and and you can tell because if you're the kind of person that you live by your alarm clock, if you don't set your alarm clock for like a month, do you still get up at the same time? Would you sleep a little bit later than you normally would? Because if your own internal circadian rhythms and your own internal body clock if, if they're not waking you up at a certain time, you need more sleep. And what I've found, and I, I've seen this for myself personally, because I, I know it, it's true of myself as well. Like if I just let myself sleep as much as my body wants to sleep, that it takes me usually about two weeks or somewhere in between seven to 10 days, seven to 14 days, somewhere in between there. And then suddenly I start waking up a little bit earlier and a little bit earlier because now my body has its proper rest and it's feeling better. And so I then then I start getting the amount that I need and I'm not like recovering. So getting proper rest. Now that's, this is not also just about sleep. It's about when you feel tired in the middle of the day, taking a nap. I mean, there's so many cultures around the world we're having a siesta in the middle of the day is just part of the culture. And I find that it's only in societies where it's all about productivity and we have to make more and be so productive that, that we've we've taken that away and now we have to work, 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 work all the way through the day. And I've said this before, and I really want to emphasize this, that being super productive is not necessarily what's best for us. I mean, it might be at certain times, but there's this societal mindset that the more productive we are, the the better we are, the more successful we'll be, the happier we'll be and all this. And it's not necessarily true. I mean, yes, being more productive is great for society, But that does not mean it's good for us as individuals. It doesn't mean it's good for us in our individual circumstances. It might be for some people, but from a whole bunch of people, it might not be. Now, look, I'm not saying that we should sit around on the couch all day long and do nothing. But it's that mindset of, I have to produce, I have to produce, I have to produce. If we can remove ourselves from that, And maybe more focus on, I want to, not I have to, but I want to show up better in my life. And I want to show up as the best me possible. What do I need to do? So number one, plenty of rest. Very important. Number two, drink lots of water. And, and uh, water is so, so important. And it's interesting for, for so long, I've heard the statistics of like, we're made up of about 70 to 75% water, just like the surface of the earth is 70 to 75% water. But someone, uh, I saw a, a, a doctor or a healthcare professional recently post that Actually, we're more like 80 to 85% water, but because most of us are dehydrated because we don't drink enough water, it only comes, you know, measures out to 70 to 75%, but we should actually be, there should be more water in our bodies. Now, again, I'm pot calling the kettle block black. I mean, these are practices that I'm working on. I drink lots of tea. Um, I, I, I do drink water but I probably drink, you know, more tea during the day. It helps, keeps me going. You, you, all, you guys see my big cup of tea every day. It's not coffee. I don't drink coffee. Um, and so, you know, tea is basically water with some fra- flavoring from some herbs. Um, however, I do know that depending on the tea, it can be a diuretic. It means I go to the bathroom more, I pee out more, I return water back to the earth. So I have to be more mindful about drinking just plain water. And also water is so, so important to us. Um, You want good water. I very, very, very rarely will drink straight tap water. Um, The chlorine in it is not that good for us. I've been using water filters on my tap for, God, I mean, like at least 30 years, probably more. And I live in New York City. and New York City has the reputation of the best water around. You know, but the New York City water pipes are kind of old. You know, the building I'm in, it was built in the 1960s. So but these pipes are over 50 years old or around 50 years old. The, the water mains that bring the water from upstate to New York City, they're 100 years old or over 100 years old. So it's picking up stuff all the time. And, and the thing, the reason why I know it's actually a very good thing to have a water filter on my tap. Is because every six months when I replace him and I have one of these like five stage water filters. So I have to change like three or four filters every six months or so. There's one filter that filters out the sediment. And when I change that filter, it is brown. It is white when I put it in, but it is brown covered with all this gunk like you would not believe. So the first, and, and, and even the, the one stage or two stage ones, you, you, you change them and they're like black and there's all this gunk in them. And I'm like, I don't want that crap going in my body. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So plenty of rest, water, uh, healthy food, absolutely healthy, whole foods, stuff that comes like out of the ground, vegetables, fruits, uh, um you know i'm not a meat eater but i do eat fish and seafood but if you're a meat eater it's okay but i usually recommend you know something that's more mindfully grown more mindfully harvested i love buying things fresh from farms when you can go to the farmers market pick up stuff um these are foundational these are pillars and then uh when we come back cuz we got to take a break now i'll get into william's other thing uh which is also uh, exercise, moving your body, um, and then there are a whole bunch of other things we 're going to talk about in terms of managing your energy. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, um, uh, please post on the Facebook live and you can find it on facebook at facebook.com slash inspired thoughts with Sam So thank you all for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. Look without you listening and I, it doesn 't matter whether you 're listening live or on the podcast, and we 're on all the podcasting platforms, even Amazon now. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us. And for those who don't know, you are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, We're talking today all about energy management. and and uh, as I was finishing off the last segment, I was talking about the four pillars, which is get plenty of rest, drink lots of water, eat healthy food, move your body, exercise. And I see William on the Facebook Live says, I went vegetarian in September 2020, and I feel much better. I drink lots of water and herbal tea. Wonderful, William. I'm so glad. And, and being a vegetarian, I find there there are a lot of reasons why it makes sense. And I don't think we necessarily need to be so fanatical about it, but if we just cut back on the amount of animal protein that we take. And look, I'm not saying if you're a real carnivore, you want to eat meat every day, fine, go ahead. But there have been so many studies about how eating a more plant-based diet is so much healthier for us and and helps to uh, prevent so many of the diseases that we see around today that are very much environmental and um, uh, very much lifestyle-based. Uh, And not only that, but, but, um, you know, growing animals and and killing and slaughtering animals and eating them actually takes a whole lot of energy. And I remember one time uh, somebody was giving a presentation and they said, like, if we would just cut down the amount of meat that's eaten in the world by 10%, that we would save something like 25% of the energy that is used every year. And to me, You know, being more mindful of the amount of energy that we're using up, and and the reason why that's important is because a lot of coal-based power plants, a lot of um, unsustainable, unclean energy being used, uh, and that's affecting the environment, and affecting the environment not just in terms of climate change, but in terms of toxicity, uh, because many power plants, they give off toxic uh, waste, and it goes somewhere you know, if it's if it's coming out of the power plant in smoke, it's going into the air. If it's if it's a, a nuclear power plant, you know the the fission nuclear power that we use, there's all kinds of radioactive waste, and that waste is going somewhere. And then you know, there's some accident like what happened in Fukushima, like how many years ago, and they're still finding radioactive waste in in the ocean. Who knows what the long term environmental effects of you know when that tsunami hit and the, there was the you know, whole disaster in Fukushima. Uh, it's awful. So, so I don't care whether you believe in climate change or not. It's about our, our toxicity in our environment. So, anyway, I'm sorry, getting off topic. Um, but it, it's kind of on topic because it is about energy. And so, managing our energy. Those are the four pillars, but it's also more than just about pacing ourselves and movement. You know, I didn't really talk too much about it, but exercise and movement is so important. And I'm not saying you have to go to a gym and lift weights and get on a treadmill, find the exercise that works for you. Uh, I'm, I'm Going with with a friend on a hike this Saturday uh, that's like an eight-plus-mile hike. I haven't hiked since uh, last summer, since last July, I think. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it because I love getting out in nature. I love hiking because there's just something about you know you're walking you're not running you're you're climbing and then you get to the top and there are these beautiful views and you get to enjoy nature i'm not one of those hikers that's like running through the hike i want to enjoy the scenery because i'm in the city all day like i'm in my apartment most of the time now so i'm really looking forward to it i hope i can keep up because i'm a little out of shape um But that movement helps to release energy that we're holding on to. And so energy management is not just about how much energy we're expending, but it's about what energy are we holding on to that's uh, weighing us down, that's uh, causing us not to show up as our best selves. Uh, Because sometimes we experience things, and look, we're human beings, we're emotional creatures, and sometimes things happen that... Uh, affects us and we f- it causes us to feel a certain way because we have not learned yet to be 100% non-reactive. You know, we are going to respond to our environment. We're going to respond to what other people say and do as much as it's none of our business and it's not about us. And the more we learn that what other people think, say, or do has absolutely nothing to do with us, it's all about them. Uh, although it can be about us if it's about our behaviors, But the more we hold on to that energy, the more it weighs us down, the more it takes energy to to hold it. So, movement helps to release that energy. Movement also is a great replacement for habits that don't necessarily serve us. Uh, You know, a friend asked me recently, it's like, uh, I want to cut down on on drinking alcohol more. What can I do instead? Because I just, you know, it helps me to relax. I'm like, well, instead of reaching for a drink, why don't you move? Why don't you do some exercise? Do something like that to replace it when you have that urge. Because we can't just stop doing something. We've got to replace it with something else. It's just the way we're built. And so we love that idea. And it's like, I know exactly what I need to do. Uh-huh. So movement is so important. Now, another aspect and a really important aspect that we don't often think about when it comes to energy management is this idea of giving and receiving. Because when we work with people or whatever kind of work we're doing, we're actually giving our energy, our focus and our attention to something. When we learn how to receive energy, from the situation, from life, from other people, it actually supports us and lifts us up. And this is why I like going on a hike with people and not just by myself, because going with a group of people and you're interacting and talking with each other and joking and laughing, it adds energy to it. And when we receive that energy, then we can actually do more. Personally, I think this is why sporting events that are team events and not individual events are actually so much more popular because when we work together with other people, there's this give and take with other people. And that give and take helps us to do more, helps us to show up even more. So what does it mean to receive? So to truly, truly, truly receive, and and I work on this. I still work on this. I'm good at it, but I can be even better. First, there has to be the willingness to receive. Second, we have to believe, we have to feel that we're worth it, that we have worth, and that it's okay for us to receive. So many times there are these uh, insidious little programs in our consciousness that we're not good enough, that we don't deserve. And when those programs are running in the background of our consciousness, they actually prevent us from receiving. Because if we don't feel worthy, then who are we to take? Who are we to, to, to bring in this energy? Which is why doing the deep work is so important. And why release, finding these little programs and releasing that energy, releasing that belief system, releasing and, and transcending it. Into the knowingness that everything is of worth, everything is of value, everything deserves to receive all of the fullness of life that life wants to give us. And so I find it for myself that when I'm working with people, and, and, and it's interesting because sometimes working with people, it doesn't have to be that active. Like with this gentleman I worked with, it was more about just holding space. And he had a lot to talk about. He had a lot to get off his chest. He had a lot to release verbally. And so I didn't even contribute that much verbally in a way. But I held the energetic space for him. And even that was a lot of giving. And I found myself more tired the next day than I thought I would be over the next day or two. And so that, to me, was a lesson that, you know, there's still some, some some I don't want to say work, but there's still something to explore for myself around receiving. Because when we're willing to receive, and it's not just receiving the energy from another person, but the energy from receiving from life, from nature, uh, from, from the ocean, from the forests, from the trees, from the plants when we're a little bit more mindful and a little bit more open to receiving that that lifts us up and supports us and allows us to actually go further and that actually it can support us and help us to have more energy than we ever imagined i see william on the facebook live uh, agrees with me thank you william um But again, I want you to kind of take this in and use this for yourself and think about where in your own life maybe can you work on receiving more from other people? And again, it's not, you know, little things, just one little thing. When somebody wants to give you a present or do something for you, or they offer to pay for the check or split the check or pay for the tip, receive it. Say thank you. And really take it in and honor it and be mindful of allowing that in. Ooh, Sanaya on the Facebook Live says, I manage my visual energy by keeping pleasing things in my view. Screensavers, objects on my desks, the shows I watch, etc. Trying to be more intentional about what I allow into my mind, body, and soul working on my receiving wonderful sanaya wonderful yeah like actually someone gave me a little present recently which i really love it's this little uh, picture of a tiger and so why why do i love it and why did they give it to me because according to the chinese zodiac i'm born in the year of the tiger so i consider the tiger like one of my spirit animals and and you know when i see the tiger it kind of reminds me um you know of that that energy of uh Uh, that fierceness and that uh, um, um, uh, majesty of it. All right. So uh, it's time for me to take the last break of the show. It's it's been going really fast. I I had so much more. I wanted to cover. I'm not going to get to everything today, Um, but when we come back, I've got even more ways about managing our energy and more ways um, to really uh, maybe some slight little tweaks that can make all the difference in the world. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back after this.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
3: Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID 19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sovereign, employment law business law attorney, and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc.
2: Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.
3: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're
1: listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
0: Welcome back to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity all right this is our last segment and we're going to try and tie things up now um so we're talking all about energy management this show um and so we've talked about um uh, the importance of rest water food movement exercise receiving and another important aspect is uh being in our authority what do I mean by that? Being in our authority is honoring ourselves and what we feel is right for us or not right for us. It means saying yes to what we really want to say yes to and saying no to what we don't want to say yes to. And so that part of that is having good boundaries. And this is sort of a practice. Being in our authority means that we do not allow into our experience what we do not want. And so if somebody is doing something or somebody is, is, wants us to do something for them and we do not want it, we say no. And we don't have to justify it. We do not have to uh, explain ourselves. That is being in our authority. Yes is yes. No is no. No. And we do not have to explain. If we want to explain, we can. But sometimes all we have to say is, it just doesn't feel right for me. Or it does feel right for me. Or this is what feels right for me in this moment. And that does not mean we cannot change our minds. We are human beings. We are creatures. We are adaptable and flexible. And we change moment to moment. And if other people have a hard time with us changing our minds because last week we said one thing and this week we're saying another thing, well, that's about them. That's not about us. So being in our authority is really allowing other people to see that we are sovereign over our own choices and that we are that what is right for us is right for us. What is not right for us is not right for us. And so many people in this world have a hard time saying no to people because we're worried about what they're going to think about us. Uh, that that we're, we're just not used to it. We're not trained to do it. We're actually trained the opposite. We're always trained to be so gracious and so nice to other people. Well, sometimes saying no is being nice to other people. Sometimes saying no is in defining those clear boundaries is exactly what other people need. And it's what we need. It helps us with our energy. Uh, (laughs) I'm just looking on the Facebook live. Uh, Patty says, I'm always uh, so pleased when one of my friends (laughs) gives a listen to you and they, they like you. Yes. Um, And, and Sanaya says, no, is the greatest challenge. Yeah. No saying no to somebody can be a very big challenge, especially when we grow up in a family that's very tight-knit, which is a wonderful thing, but boundaries tend to get very uh, uh, porous. Boundaries tend to be pushed, and we don't necessarily have a good sense of boundaries. So when we're brought up in that environment with a very close-knit family, then it can be more difficult for us to develop good boundaries because we didn't experience It when we were younger, but what happens when we don't have good boundaries, we feel like other people and situations are draining us, they're pulling our energy away. Well, look, I I hate to say it, but we're the only ones responsible for that. We're the ones responsible for saying no. We're the ones responsible for where we put our energy. And if we're not putting our energy towards something that lifts us up, that, that invigorates us, that, that increases our vitality, then we have no one to blame but ourselves. And we don't really have to blame ourselves. It's all an opportunity to learn to be better at something we just want to be better at. Uh, patty says this message is so great nuns taught me to say yes and at 73 i'm finally breaking the habit (laughs) very cute patty thank you Sanaya says, yes yeah um it, it it's so uh it's so true we are so taught to be obedient to give away our authority to other people but how does that make us feel what does that do to our energy when we give our authority away to other people it, it doesn't feel good. It actually dampens our energy. And so being in our authority and really choosing to be mindful of, of the management of our energy, it not only serves us and helps us to feel better, it serves other people because then we can be an example. Now, look, we don't have to be harsh about it, okay? It's not like, no, get the hell out of my face, No, we can be kind and compassionate about it and understand that other people who are asking all these things from us and expecting us to to just say yes all the time, they've never been taught. They've never been taught about good boundaries. So by us having clear good boundaries, it helps us to hold our own energy. It helps us to show other people what's good and what's not good. And so holding our boundaries, it, it's actually a gift that we give other people, we live as an example of how other people should be because think about it, when you're working with somebody else, if you're used to always, and you can call them anytime, and they always pick up their phone, or if you email them or text them, and they always get back to you right away, you're always going to expect that, Right. So if someone says, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not at looking at my phone except for between this hour and this hour, then they set a certain expectation. Then we know. And then we have certainty. And that's like, okay, so I could text this person at night, but they're not going to get back to me in the morning. It's something that I do a lot. And I tell people all the time look, if you email me on Friday afternoon, there's a really good chance you're not going to hear back from me until Monday because I don't do emails on weekends. I might look at it. So if it's something important, I can respond to it. But my boundary is I am not sending, I, I do emails all week long. I spend a lot of time emailing people. That's the way I communicate a lot. But weekends, forget it. I'm not emailing people. So having those clear boundaries helps us feel good because also then we don't have to spend a lot of energy figuring out, oh, should I respond to this person now or not? No, figure out what is your boundary. And I'm not saying there's one kind of boundary to have with everyone. Actually, there are different people in our lives and we have different boundaries with different people. We have a different boundary with our partner or spouse or loved one than we do with our friends than we do with our family than we do with our coworkers, than we do with our bosses and that's okay as long as we're clear about it and we have that own expectation ourselves so it makes it very easy we don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about is this okay is it not okay should we do this or do that no so I'm 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 coming to the end of my time, and I, I just really want to impress upon you that when we honor ourselves and honor ourselves in many different ways, by managing our energy, we can enjoy life so much more. We can live life so much fuller, and we can be a good example for other people so they can manage their energy and they can see how. To live a, a more full, a more fulfilling, a more invigorating life. I, I truly believe life is here for us to enjoy, to, to, to have fun with, to, to play with. As, as my friend Jennifer likes to say, to be that cosmic three-year-old playing in the cosmic sandbox. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I hope uh, this has uh, touched something within you and maybe uh, given you some pause to think about something. Um, if you liked it, thank you. I, I'm so grateful for all the interaction on the Facebook Live. Thank you all. Please please feel free uh, to share uh, this video as it resonates with you. You believe other people can get more out of it. Um, and again, if, if you would share about my book, uh, I have posted the link in there www.everydayawakening.com. Um, please stay tuned. Um, coming up next, it's of course, it's uh, Ken Foster and his show Voices of Courage. Uh, followed uh, this evening by Graham Dobbin and his show, uh, The Mind Behind Leadership. Coming up next week on the Conscious Consultant Era, I have two wonderful women, uh, uh, one who's a channeler, and, and you know, both very spiritual women. I'm, I'm really quite curious they 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 actually were on ken foster's show back when i was on ken foster's show last time and it was a wonderful conversation i'm looking forward to having them on also kind of being mindful about planet earth so everyone please stay tuned uh, listen to ken foster coming up next and of course you know fridays we have the business block of show monday evenings we've got show tuesday evenings we've got shows more shows coming to the network thank you all for tuning in Thank you all for being a part of the show. Uh, I, I look forward to hearing your comments and questions in the future. And we will talk to you next week. Take care, everyone.
1: Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
2: Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on TalkRadio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on TalkRadio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked, and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's seven o'clock. Every Thursday evening, the Mind Behind Leadership you on talkbreed.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Makes Wealth.